Now that I'm recording, this episode was called, it was Creep Show 101B, The House of the Head. House of the Head, right. Th- theme song. No, oh, I, oh, theme song. We got the theme song. House of the Head. Oh, that's right. You're tired of the I'm anthology so theme song. You don't want to play it no more. All the time. Make a new one. You're talented. I, I just don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> I hit a new wall with theme songs. I'm like, eh, just, who gives a shit? Anyway, it's not that bad. Anyway, uh, this is the the theme song. Oh, uh, the, 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 the theme song. Welcome to the LIW Anthology Series Review, episode 45. Crypt Show 101B, House of the Head. House of Little Girl Head. Uh, I am Phoenix West. LIW theme song. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Wilcox. Hi, Adam. Dick, dick it. Hello, Dick Burns. How are you? Dick Burns. That's for the other episode. So is my name. Actually, all three of yeah. our names are for that. All our names, yeah. <laughs> I'll fix that. Hold on. That's fine. I'm the only asshole that decided to tie them both together. I was going Smart. to, but I, Smart. I, I, I couldn't make it work. I was like, yeah, I put it's... exactly this much thought in. Well, however much this is, that's how much thought I put yeah. into it. I feel like... Oh, we'll talk about that later. Never mind. I was going to bring up Norman Reedus, but we'll, we'll save that for the next episode. <laughs> For John Carpenter's cigarette burns. Yeah, we watched the uh, Creep Show. It was my turn to pick. We're doing a round where we get to pick wherever the fuck we want instead of the stupid, cursed, spinning wheel thing. And I, I was staring at these shows for, like, days, and I'm like, I have no fucking idea. I was talking to Dick, and I was Just like... Just asked me. No, I, I wanted to watch, <clears throat> A, something I've never seen and something I would like. And I was kind of thinking Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and I'm like... Nah, we've done that. Um, and I was trying to think of a show I'd never seen, so I figured this is kind of a good mix of both of the, those categories. Newer, I've never seen it, and I think I would like it. And then I was scrolling through the episodes trying to find a good one. There are some creepy-sounding ones, like, <clears throat> and I ch- chose the creepiest one because of the child. Of course. And uh, it's weird that both of our episodes today have someone from The Walking Dead. Because this, yeah. <laughs> this little girl plays little Rick Grimes. Baby Rick Grimes. Is that who that is? Yeah, she plays Judith in the newer oh, seasons. Oh, wow. That's funny. And the next one has uh, Daryl, who should not be on The Walking Dead anymore, because he's fucking well, boring he's a, there. Geez, he's been on The Walking Dead since the fucking beginning. God damn, he's boring in that. Oh, he is boring, you know. Well, I fault. have some things about that, too, that we'll save for the yeah. next episode. But <laughs> it is weird, though, that we're doing a... This is like our Walking Dead week. Walking Dead week. Uh, but I chose this. Just kind of... I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. I didn't look what, up what it was really. I just, all I saw was the little head, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's see what that is." <laughs> that works. Sounds, I, it sounds I interesting. thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I thought it was an enjoyable episode. I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Adam, the thing about Creep Show is the fact that every every episode is a, is a two part. I've never seen an episode of Creep Show where I just hated all of it. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm enjoying this show. It's on its second season. I'm at the point now where I look forward to it when it comes on. I'm glad that it got a second season. I hope it gets a third season. Dick. Shudder is kind of like that little engine that could. Like Dick. everybody's Dick. rooting for it. Everybody wants it to do really good. AMC owns it, so you got to stop doing cocaine over there, Dick. I, I'm not. I'm stopping. It I'm is so distracting. I, know, I I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, you can tell AMC does it because Greg Greg Nicotero is the executive producer, so he's working with. Well, AMC I'm kind of shocked that Creep Show's not on. AMC or one of the you would think cable it would companies. be prime for that, but maybe it's because this this show wants to be definitely geared towards the rated R hardcore horror audience, and there's only so much of that you can do on AMC. Uh, and what does um, well, who owns Shutter? Does AMC own Shutter or AMC it... owns Shutter? Do I don't they? Know how okay. long they've owned okay. it, but I, the only reason I know that is because yesterday I was watching Creep Show, the newer one, and then I also watched. The new episode of Joe Bob Briggs, and he went into one of his diatribes about how AMC is the big brother company yeah. of Shudder. Shudder ah, is like okay. the, the little loft in, in the corner, and and fucking AMC is like the giant sky rise in, in downtown whatever. You know what I mean? Well, it, so, ma- it makes sense because shit, every time, every Halloween for the last 25 years... AMC's been all about oh the thirty day, thirty one days of Halloween we have Michael Myers and Jason and all the creep shows and Walking Dead it's always the horror stuff so they've been doing it for a long yeah. time yeah so good for them they have a their own little 
but this, this is this is a nice little show, and and what I like about it is the fact that it it does what we wanted from Tales from the Crypt, without resulting to like the, without all the cheesy '90s aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like there's the the Tales from the Crypt is almost so '90s that you can't fucking stand it anymore. Well, I think you know? that is the problem. It is '90s. It's it's so dated. Like, yeah, like the stories don't hold up. The the yeah. really bad puns. We might have thought it was cool when we. You remember uh, last? Uh, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, uh, Phoenix, when you were talking about you were watching Big Trouble in Little China and you yeah. just couldn't stand it because of the. That's how I feel with Tales from the Crypt. It's like yeah. when Crypt Keeper is doing his puns, I want to smack him. It's just <laughs> not funny anymore. I it, it three three or four puns into the fucking first five minutes, and I'm just I'm like yeah I'm with right, you stop yeah. it. Just the problem is, it. they not only is it obviously dated because of the time period, but they also wrote it so it sounds super dated. Like this creep show episode is going to hold up because there's no there's no dated dialogue, right? There's no dated anything. There is a there's a creepy ghouly host just like the original movie. Uh, he's he's he looks a little bit more updated, but it's basically the same skeletal grim reaper. He, he looks worse. Skeletal guy with the long hair. He looks worse. The animatronics are clearly worse because there's a rubber mask and he's he's drinking a soda in the beginning and it's like. Like a video game. Yeah. But the important thing is, is he says nothing. He's silent. He just laughs. And and then they they use like the little, little comic book uh, cartoon balloons to set up the story. And then they just go right the fuck into it. I like that a lot. I appreciate that. I don't want any fucking puns. Remember that episode that we watched? I can't remember what it was. It was early on where it was a regular episode. But in the intro, the Crypt Keeper was in a rocket ship. And he's doing space yeah. space puns, and we're like, "There's and no space in that episode." episode. Had yeah, nothing right. to Not do a damn with thing. it. Yeah, it's like <sighs> this does not do that, and, and, and I yeah. think this has better writing, like definitely smarter writing. Um, the stories feel like they belong in one of these horror comics because I have actually purchased like Grimm's fairy tales and shit like that. They're they're like this. They yeah. they have. This probably my introduction to anthology. Probably why I like anthology movies. Those horror comics used to have a bunch of little short stories, which I thought was cool as shit. I like that. The yeah. fact that I didn't have to buy fifteen comic books to figure out what's happening in one story. Right. You know, that that was always cool to me. I want to choose this show again, but I kind of ha- we kind of have a rule. I, I'm bringing it up now where we can't really choose an episode of a show that we watched. That any of us chose last time. So next time For we do the round, yeah. yeah, we get a we get a variety. Um, you're gonna have to break your one rule. <laughs> I'm creating rules. <laughs> Everything you know is chaos. I'm <laughs> agent of chaos. But it, if it gives you any sense of hope, Fair. Phoenix, I can tell you, I've, I've seen. Like I said, I've seen every episode. I've never seen one that just made me feel like I wasted a bunch of time, or made me angry, or made me want to switch it off. I, I have yeah. not gotten that vibe from the show yet. So it's the Babylon Five of horror shows. <laughs> Well, well, not that good. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's it's but it's really good. It, it's it's one of the this and Inside Number Nine are my favorite two yeah, yeah. newer anthology series running. Absolutely. Right now. So, yeah, I might have to swap. Do every other creep show or Inside Number Nine? I don't know. It's a good idea because I want to watch these, but I don't. I can't keep picking them. Yeah, and, and but, I, I will say that they're more fun to watch if you watch an entire like this. We just watched one one story because that's how we do on this show. We do we do one story and just assume everything about it is is what it is. But uh, if you watch these in like not necessarily you don't necessarily have to watch them in order, but if you watch a whole episode from start to finish, it feels more like you're watching Creep Show the movie or reading the comic book. Like it's yeah. very committed to that. Have you guys watched the Creep Show sequels? Oh yeah, I've, I've only seen the second two. one. Creep Show Two is awful. I want to know what three yeah, is not because very good. they took like, like twenty five years off, then made three. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, I, never, I didn't even know they made a third one. What's the third? I one? I didn't bother with the third one because the second one was just a real letdown. From yeah, the, first th- one. the second one's terrible. First one's got the Ted dancing. Yeah, uh, the first one's fun. Yeah, like the first yeah. one's, I would Leslie say, uh, classic. I feel like the first creep show gives you more. The first creep show movie gives you more than what you probably signed up for. Like, there's just an overwhelming amount. There's like what five stories in one movie. That's, yeah, that's like a new record. Most most anthology movies that we see, it's usually like three stories or two. But the problem with that is it's it's written by a little guy named Stephen King. Yeah, 
George Romero directed it, though. Creep George Show. Romero, yeah, yeah. Romero Creep it, Show, yeah. 82. But I, I like all the stories on the first Creep Show, though. Creep Show 2, the stories are just not as good. Creep Show 2. Well, Creep, Creep Show 2 is written by nobodies, I think. I've seen the second no. one. I gave it a sucks. four. Oh, yeah, it sucks. But they're they're Creep being generous with that six. Two thousand six. Never oh. saw that. Wow. Never even knew that existed. Actually, Amy Cla- Anna Clavel. I don't even know who those people are. They I don't sound, think they, they sound made up. The guy's name is James Glenn Doodleson. Yeah, his his ah! real name is probably Uwe Boll. <laughs> My oh, name is oh, Doodleson. He makes Skinamax movies. He produced the Day of the Dead sequel. Oh, there you go. Directed that's that's everything you need to know. Good for him. Oh, no. He's executive producer on the show. Oh, so you know what I watched the other day? Speaking of uh, George Romero, uh, I saw this. Um, there's this guy online that goes to different like um, horror places and records for his YouTube show. But he went to um, Tom Savini's school and had oh, a really. Cool. It was a. It was a good episode. I forgot what it's called, but it was like an hour-long video with with Tom Savini taking you around his school for prosthetics, and then he took you into his home, so you got to see inside of his house, which is like a hoarder's nightmare of just pop culture. Tom Savini is a weird dude, but boy, is he fun to listen to. He's Uh, fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, he had him on as a guest, and also Tom Savini is a... He's a star because I used to watch the Cooking Channel, right, or the Food Network. On Food Network, he's he's a, a judge on a, a program they got on there called Halloween Wars, which is oh, like wow. a, an annual series, and they make these giant sculptures out of uh, cake and pumpkin and uh, candy. And he judges like you know which one's the scariest, like who's going to win the the challenge. So <laughs> good for him. They he usually have him on there, and oh, they usually wow. have Elvira as a judge too. And I never get tired of her either. I just so. saw a really screenshot good. from uh, the third creep show. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand six. This looks, looks like nineteen ninety six. Wow. That looks like Lifetime original lighting there. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a nineties. Oh man, this looks I hate awful. It yeah, it's pretty wow. Look at that. The fact that I don't know it exists tells me everything I need to know about. Yeah, yeah Creep Show Two. I it, just could not get it's into. It's got a three point one. It. You know what the problem with Creep Show Two is? The, the, what made the first one so fun is it was definitely a throwback to like '50s, '60s horror. Creep Show Two is just like a product made for the its its own audience in that time period. You know what I mean? It's just like a series of '90s miniature horror movies, and they're not yeah. very good. Because most horror in the 90s was kind of, eh, you know? Yeah. But it's got uh, George Kennedy. What more do you want? Oh, the second one? Yeah. A good story. Yeah, that was I awful. know that's a lot to ask for, but that's what I want. <laughs> good story. Yeah, it's got it's asking the, a lot from Hollywood. It's got all the same not, people. Not Stephen a, King, George Romero, Tom Savini's involved. It's just weird that it's a Not, not an episode about a, a, a cigar... Indian that comes, a wooden cigar Indian that comes to life yeah. and kills people. To avenge like, George Kennedy. Hey, we had that a wooden... goes on forever. It's the slowest dragging episode on there. And I'm like, oh, this is so dumb. I already know what's going to happen. Move on. We had a, a wooden Indian in today's episode, which we should probably talk about. I think that's a, a callback. Yeah, only they're like, let's do it good. Let's, let's barely have him in there. Okay, little girl. Uh, the girl that plays Judith on Walking Dead. She has a dollhouse, and she has a family in there of, of little uh, little dolls that she calls the Smith Smiths. And it's like a mother, son, and a little little kid, a little boy. And that's really it. That's the whole setup. That's all you really need to know in the beginning. And the rest of it is just a little like ghoul head that moves around at, at its own free will. And it's a series of weird shit that happens when the dolls move around and they're kind of staring at it and they have, one time they have horror faces where they're shocked. Yeah, but, which was, we, we had a pretty good laugh from that. Yeah. Let me pull up the episode uh, and then we can kind of show some of it. Yeah, I think you have to have visual aids for this one because it was mostly yeah. a visual episode. Right. You never actually see anything move in this episode. It's just you see it from the girl's point of view and she'll walk away and talk to somebody and then when she goes back to look at the house things change like the scene changes every time so this is an episode you can make with about five dollars yeah it looked really good that's kind of what's cool about it it. cool 
the 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 yeah the dollhouse was cool. The dollhouse is really the, the dollhouse was incredible. It's it's the center piece of this episode. Everything is the dollhouse. Yeah. I'm trying to find a wide shot of the dollhouse. The video's freezing. You're giving me hereditary vibes. Doesn't work out so well for that girl. Hereditary vibes, Moriarty. That's the that's movie's prime for a remake. <laughs> just came out. Kelly's Heroes. Kelly's Heroes. I think it would. We have a great remake. Shit. That would be maybe I, I the would, Dirty Dozen, but not Kelly's Heroes. No, Kelly's Heroes. It'd be funny. Kelly's or Heroes is a were. product of its generation, man. Yeah, I know. I like aged it. well. I like it, but it's not that's aged fun. well. Ah, you know what's funny fun. though. You can get the most of the cast back because we're all still alive. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Do- them, Donald yeah. Sutherland's still alive. Clint Eastwood's still alive. Well, Don Rickles is dead. Don Rickles is dead. He's the best one. Telly Telly Savalas is dead. Yeah. So no, you're wrong. You can't get them. Yeah, they, they both Telly team back Savalas. up for uh, Space Cowboys, though. The, the two living guys. Yeah, the two others still alive. Yeah, James Garner's gone. Kelly's heroes in space. <laughs> He's gonna show his ass somehow. Clint Eastwood's gonna show his old man ass again. Oh God. I hate that. Every time I get a chance to show my ass in this movie, I'll do it. Here's her room. I, if you, I felt like I was just hanging out in a little girl's room watching her. So I, I was like waiting for an adult to come in to supervise. So I had to be alone. It felt Which is your creepy. typical weekend, right? Oh, yeah. We get the security camera. Is cam that like a, a regular girl's... thing for you, Phoenix? Like the, the chaperone has visits. to come in and keep an eye on you? <laughs> Only by my, my request. It's not like a court order thing anymore. That, <laughs> that lapsed. Anymore. I can't trust myself. Yeah. Now I just want him there. Or her. I'd rather a female <laughs> be in there with me. You don't want two guys. It's, it's ga- the two dudes. Angle, right? You just like it when he watches. Yeah, two middle-aged dudes hanging out in a little girl's room. No, I need a, I need a oh, female what? to supervise. Oy vey. <laughs> this room needs a little dusting, I think. Oh, God. All right, so this is her room. Um, dollhouse right here. You can only see so much of it. I was trying to find a wider shot, but I gave up. In a second here, would they show the head again. How the fuck did it get back there? Well, that's the beginning. Oh, there the you head. go. This is the head that ah. floats around. It was on a table and it fell over. And really, the, it's really simple because the rest of the episode is just a series of them, her checking on the dollhouse from time to time when she gets back from school or before mommy, daddy day or whatever the fuck it was. And then the 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 family moves around the house and they're all like terrified in different positions or they're kind of like checking something out. And then the head is in a different location. Uh, but I did like that the... I didn't think the family was going to move around as much as they did, but she'll be like, check a room, come back over here, check this room, come back, and the family's like doing this, you know? That was kind of cool. The dollhouse you... really is the actual set of this of this uh, particular episode. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But do you think there should be a, like a sort of follow-up episode to this one where it's the point of view of the dolls in the house, so it's like a real family? That's kind of what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to do something where they would show like she's in the dollhouse or something like that. I, I was trying to think in terms of like Twilight Zone and I thought, oh no, 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 this is this is creep show horror. This isn't like trying to challenge your mind. This is all yeah. like, spooky well, spooky. I, so. I think it'd be hilarious though if like the Indian shows up and it's just like how how do you make the connection with the Indian showing up in your house to stop yeah. a headless <laughs> yeah. this head demon. I want to see uh, the Indians actually Chief Dan George from. Uh, you know what we uh, need, Josie Wales. Yeah, you know what we need is like a, we need Seth Green to get involved to make a robot chicken version where it's just the dolls moving around and they're like, "Yeah, I'm the Indian chief. I'm here now." And it's like <laughs> awkward and they're moving around and they're clearly dolls and they're and they, and they just play it seriously. Yeah, that'd be funny. Because she goes to the doll shop and buys from the pedophile shop owner. She buys a policeman. <laughs> And she brings it back, and then the policemen's look around the attic. It's really cool. I love this. And he has the gun, and he's in the attic. Yeah, and then uh, that was funny shit. Her, her her parents come in, and then they go, and then she comes back, and then the the cop is just like his head is off his body. Yeah, then, <laughs> it's all bloody and shit. And then the dad has the gun pointing up the stairs into the attic. And yeah, right, the, pretty funny. The attic from Color Out of Space, where the mom's a melting monster up there. But he's just sitting there with a gun, and then she, you know. She goes back to the to the pedophile and gets an Indian chief, and then throws she, him in she there. She asks for a priest, which I thought yeah. was kind of smart. I'm like, holy shit! This this little girl knows about like exorcisms and how to exorcise the demons. 
And then the the pedophile shot clerk's like, "Oh wow, religion? That that's dumb. Fuck you, kid." Well, there's a and running the, theme of this where she does a prayer yeah. at, at dinner, and then her family laughs at her, and she brings up yeah. a priest or a rabbi to the to the pedophile, and he laughs. He's like, "There's no yep. saving you, sweetie." Anyway, and, so no, she sells the kid a shaman, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she throws the Indian in there, and he's got a hatchet, and. It's basically her just buying victims for this head. Because that's all that happens. <laughs> so she, she should have bought the doll from a Trilogy of Terror. Yeah. The yeah, the, the fucking, the, the, what do you call it, the, the new, new me um, fertility doll. Yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. So is this the Karen Black doll? Yeah, the Karen Black doll, yep. Okay. Yeah. But uh, at one point, the, oh, the, 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 she goes, you're looking for the head, aren't you? And she finds it. And it, I don't think she even found it then, but it's in the medicine cabinet, like in the mirror. But it's yes. There's no head outside of the mirror. It's just in the mirror, like a reflection, but you don't see yeah, it. Yeah, it's looking out like the Evil Dead cover. Yeah, we thought it looked like uh, uh, what's his name uh, from Cryptkeeper. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah it did Deadpool himself. <laughs> it did, yeah. Deadpool, yeah. The man himself. And then the, without the mask, yeah. the, the chief is downstairs looking out the window, and she goes, "Did it go outside yeah. the house?" And then uh, she comes around to the outside, and his head and hand are gone. It's so funny, <laughs> and it's clearly like like a strawberry jam on on the little toy. <laughs> it's like this goop, and she goes, "No." The visuals yeah. in this in this are great because they're just so goofy. It, it, it's such yeah. a funny, like just such a funny, simple bit. Well, they they did themselves a favor by not showing the the dolls move. Yeah, I like. She that a lot. moves, and then she comes back, and then the dolls have moved. So it's all yeah. done off screen, which is a huge favor for it because it well, was yeah, so well, goofy. To, yeah, if you watch them like like claymation walk across the room. Well, how? But why would you do an episode like that? It'd be awful. It'd be so goofy. Here's the pedophile. <laughs> was there a, a night gallery episode where there's a painting and somebody's walking towards a house and uh, in the painting and then eventually? I'm going to say like, yes. Oh, here it is. I think it, I think William Shatner was in it. Yeah, this is kind of like that, but obviously better. Gee, I wonder how they did this shot. It's stuck in the mirror. That's all. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so funny. Look at this accurate toilet. It has that Midwest wooden seat. <laughs> You don't it see that funny. outside the Have Midwest. Have you been to a hobby store recently? They, they these things are that accurate. They're, wow. they're very down to the detail, man. That's funny. Uh, let's see here. I hate those wooden toilet seats too. Oh, oh the Awful. the IKEA living room they have. Yeah, but um, okay, where's the? Okay, this is cool. She gets back and they're all they all have their heads cocked up at the attic. And she's like, "You're yeah. looking for it, aren't you? You're looking for it." <laughs> just sitting there on the fireplace. Yeah, I, th I thought this episode was fun. I, I think my only gripe is um, the first time she sees the head, she just touches it and goes, ew, gross, and then just fucking leaves it in there and walks away. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would, if I was a little kid, the first thing I would have done was take that out and Put it in like a garbage bag. Either flush that fucker or wad it up and, and dump it. Of course, if she did that, there would be no episode. But right, just that just seems like the logical uh, part to me. And also, uh, this one has kind of an anticlimactic ending, but that's just kind of something that is a little bit of trouble I have with horror in general. Is that most horror movies and TV shows? It's like, well, it's horror, and they get kind of lazy in the last act sometimes. They just kind of yeah. blow it off and say, well, we have to have a scary moment, or or let's just wrap this shit up and be done with it, because we're right. out of time. Well, they this don't kind of feels like they ran out of time, so... Well, they don't want just, you to think about it. She just basically sells the house, and that's the end of it. And then she she sells the house to somebody, and they're looking in on the house, and all of a sudden the the head on one of the... The head's on the, the kid doll, like, turns around. Like real quick, and that's the end of the episode. I'm queuing Did up a spot where, sorry, Dick, uh, but I'm no, queuing sorry. up a spot where you get to really see that the characters move, but only off screen. Here's a good spot where she finds the Indian chief up in the bed. Yeah. And then she kind of looks somewhere else in a different, starts to flicker. She fixes it, and then the Indian, the chief is just hanging out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gone there. When the chief was on staying on the bed, I laughed. I thought yeah. That was great. 
<laughs> that was a good shot right there. Yeah, it, it, it was a smart move to have all of this through the eyes of the kid because that, that kind of stuff can make horror so terrifying when you see it through the eyes of a kid. It's clearly just like jelly. <laughs> Love it. It's like God a, damn, it's, it, it lo- in a cupboard. It looks gummy. Yeah. We were joking about that when we were watching it. It's like, hey, let's take Indy in the cupboard and turn it into a horror. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Why not? It, it's, it's a bold move. I mean, this was the first the first episode, uh, you could call it the pilot, of uh, you know, Creepshow. And this is what they went with. So It is kind of it funny is. that our favorite episode of this show so far, obviously we only watched one, but the favorite episode of the new Twilight Zone season it was also a a model town kind of similar apparently that's that's, that's a right for the plucking for for horror anthology that one shows. wasn't my favorite favorite yeah me but either my, but my, my favorite was the one the, the guy that kept changing bodies that 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 was my favorite out of that whole oh, run same here yeah yeah but uh that that would definitely be up there with one of the better ones for sure and then all okay. What she does next is she goes in and she goes. I gotta get this head out of here. And she grabs it and throws it across the room under her bed. <laughs> and she lays down. And she's like, "I should probably get that thing out of here, right? That makes sense. That's what a logical bird. I mean, she's a kid, whatever. But she's like, yeah, I'm gonna get it out of here. She's she, not dumb, yeah. But she starts looking under her bed, and and I I saw the head just right immediately because look at this. You can just see an ear, <laughs> like. <laughs> And I was like, "What do you think but is going to happen?" They could easily be hiding as a stuffed animal. I mean, yeah, you know, she's got like it's all stuffed animals under there. Yeah, but it's clearly a head when you look at it. Yeah, it's and it's, it's weird that she has that many stuffed animals under her bed because that room it's has tidy. so much space in it. You could move a small family into her bedroom. Yeah, it's, and they, there would still be enough room for all of those stuffed animals to sit around. It's a bedroom where the centerpiece of the bedroom. This isn't the best shot, but it's this one I found. It's, like. All three of us are, like, geeky enough that we collect things. We know how to conserve space. You know what I'm saying? We've been doing it. You know? We, we have no choice. Like you she, have no choice. Yeah. She even has a couple soft animals over here. Yeah. I mean, that bedroom is gigantic, man. I, uh, I could put easily five posters on that one. I've never had a bedroom that big in my entire life. There's a shot from the other angle, from, like, from the bed's perspective, and you can really see how much room there is. I'm trying to find it. Oh, we go up. back where the kid, the, the dolls have that wide expression. Oh, yeah. Remember that? That was hilarious. That was another laugh out loud moment. It's hard to find because it's. You're not really going to f- remember exactly when it happened. So it's just one thing after another. They're all kind of similar. Here it is. Found it. Okay. I just happened to stumble upon it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, that's got to be your Facebook profile picture. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Screenshot oh. that and save it. All right, here's a good shot of the bedroom where you can see it's a centerpiece. It's just like it's there, and then there's so much room around this thing. Yeah, look at that shit. Well, then again, it is a fish. It's like a fisheye lens, probably, and yeah. makes it look wider than it is. It might be not so big after all. Still, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's probably the angle. It's probably Look at that closet. Like a, the closet's right there. Yeah, I love the fact window. that I like the fact that they don't ever bring it out, except for when she finds a head under the bed. But she resolves that by throwing a, a corpse head into the dollhouse again. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, but it, she throws it back into the house, which is kind of a strange. Fuck you! But I love I the throw fact it out that the window, like fuck you, get out of my house. Except for that one quick moment, they don't bring the horror outside of the dollhouse. It's all located inside this dollhouse, and she just has to that's watch correct. it. And I like that. Yeah. I like that they didn't do. You see what happens in there, or it happens the same thing happens to the real family. I was, which I was kind of waiting for. I like the fact that it's just this isolated story in this in- enclosed area, and she's just like watching it. And it's all simple well, shot. Feel, just her. I feel like that. Those were the rules that the show created. The episode yeah. created for itself, so it follows its own rules, and that's what a horror needs. You yes, have a set of I'm, rules. I'm glad you brought that up because that's where yeah. so much horror drives me crazy. Is when right. you just when, when you don't establish a universe like every they said on Red Letter Media too. Like uh, every horror movie has to have an established set of rules and it has to follow its own rules. When you start tripping over your own plot lines and just changing things because you're getting lazy and oh, it's a horror movie, so spooky, spooky. I'll just have some weird shit happen here. 
that's where all horror movies fall apart for me is when they don't follow their own setup. This one's very well set up. At one point, we even said it's like, uh, you know, what what are you doing? And, and, and why is this happening? And the girl would say it like right after we said it. So it's like it's like even they thought of they they were thinking of the audience when they put this together. I still wanted yeah, her yeah. to come back with a little Zelda Rubenstein doll. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been beautiful. <laughs> I would have loved that. That'd been great. <laughs> This house, no, no. this house is clean. Or she goes to Walmart and she picks up the the exclusive Ghostbusters relaunch figures from the eighties. Those new ones that just came out, and she puts them in the dollhouse. But right, uh, to, to to set it up for you a little bit without spoiling anything, because I know at some point you're probably going to go through and watch this show, okay? Because you should. It's it's really good. Um, all of the money for this particular episode was spent on the story before this one. With the effects and whatnot, so I bet yeah. That that's for the for the gore enthusiasts. Every episode, or every I should say every chapter, episode, week, or whatever, however they release these, has something for the hardcore horror fans in mind. Whether it be you know uh, Greg Nicotero's really keen on the gore, so they they definitely and they, it's all practical effects. Very little, if any at all, CG in, in these episodes whatsoever. So they, they do what they can with traditional old school practical effects, which is what Greg Nicotero prides himself on with this show. So that, that's why this is his baby. I like, I don't need the gore. I don't really care about gore. I want a, a well-told story. Horror fans it, do. It's yeah. actually, if it's the, the more simple it is, the better in, in my mm-hmm. kind of mind. Like yeah. this is super simple and I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. You might. That's why you'll probably like this show then, because it, it manages to blend both. Actually, uh, good stories, uh, practical effects, and definitely like the fact that it, it holds the vibe of the the whole horror comic book thing. Like if you ever read those, you get all excited for the next episode, and they build that up, and then you go into the next episode. I like that. It, it it's it's kind of like watching the middle act of the original movie. You know, it's it's like there's five stories in the movie. These episodes managed to squeeze two stories into a forty-five-minute yeah. episode, which is pretty cool. Well, it's kind of like our, our last two, uh, this and the last two inside number nines that we watched never leave this location. No, this one does, and it I actually goes outside, but that's it. I did a little bit of research on that inside number nine earlier today because I was like, "Wow, these are like the two best anthology shows I've seen that are newer to, to what we're watching," and I wanted to know more about inside number nine. And yeah, that, that's not. A remake of a show that's been made before started in 2014 like you said yeah. and the two things that connect it together are the writers which were the the two writers are the guys that were the the bumbling crooks from the last one that we watched and yeah. the number nine itself and i guess there's also i didn't notice this at first but there's a brass uh horse or something like that that's in every um episode like a statue like some yeah. really ugly statue that they've they've they fit. Other than that, that's the only thing that connects any of these together. Perfect. Each week, it's a completely different thing. And yeah. I like that. It's I, fun. Well, the, the inside number nine that we did, that second one, was even more simple than this. You, they're in one yeah. location, and that I like that because it forces Almost them to no write. dialogue. Forces yeah. them to write creatively. How we're, how do we extend this scene without being stupid? And here's our rules. They can't talk. And this one, here's a rule. They can't move when she's looking at it, They and it's got to stay in the dollhouse. That those are rules, and they work with it, and it fucking works. Both both episodes very different. Both work. I've seen this episode well. three times now, yeah. including the one that we just watched together. And you picked up on something that I didn't notice in the three times watching it. You said that the parents are just as lifeless and boring as the dolls that she has in the house. I'm pretty sure that was by design, but I never noticed that until you pointed it out because I just figured that they were just ancillary characters to. To move the plot around, obviously this kid's not living by herself in a house, yeah. So they just kind of get pushed off to the side. But the guy in the shop, who's obviously has more character than yeah, probably as much as as much character as the girl without actually having to say anything. He says, "You never quite know what they're working out, and they're not going to tell you." They're probably thinking, "Working out that my parents are a couple of dorks." Lifeless dorks with no personality whatsoever. It became, so I'll just live out my ideal parents yeah. through the Smith's mists. It became very obvious when they passed out on the couch and they're just like, yeah. And I was like, it's just like the dolls in the bed and when they're just, yeah. just laying there. And I, I, I thought they were going to go somewhere with that. Um, kind of surprised that they didn't, but you know, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't totally disappointed. I, 
I wasn't super crazy about the ending, but I still enjoyed the eh. episode. What I was, I get, I do get, even in the episodes I love, there's peaks where I start to kind of wander off with my train of thought where I'm like, oh no. When they introduced the shopkeeper guy, the, the dollhouse dude, yeah. I was like, please don't let this be. He's cursing the family. He's yeah. behind it all. No, don't go that route. I was waiting for it. And I'm you, like, you don't want to see it. the tropes. Yes. Yeah. You want to stay away from the tropes. They kept and, this uh, as yeah. simple and streamlined as they can. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't, don't add in a bunch of unnecessary shit. Just for the no. sake of surprising people. There's, there's no surprise in this episode. There's no, whoa, other than it becoming I, real. I, I haven't seen an episode of this version of Creep Show yet where anything I thought was overbloated or complicated. Keep like, it, like keep it simple. Know, we, yeah, simple stories. Uh, it's the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, keep stupid. Keep it. Why it's the most important thing for horror. Well... Especially a story like this. This is supposed to be based in reality. A real yeah. like supernatural things are happening, but they're only inside this right here. They only exist in this little thing. It only happens outside because she takes something in this and throws it out on the floor, which is which is fine. It sticks within the rules. She puts it back in there, it vanishes, or it becomes a tiny little head again, as far as we know. So that works. The ending works. It didn't bother me. I thought it was a little lackluster, but. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that, I think that's what I was getting at. Was it is a little anticlimactic. Also, uh, fucking Dick predicted it like halfway through the episode. I was thinking, oh fuck, he figured it out. And I didn't say anything because I'd seen it before. I'm like, figured what oh, out? That is what they're gonna do. They're just gonna sell the fucking house, oh. and call, call it a day. You know. I gotta admit, I wasn't. They sell it, they, I wasn't they, thinking they sell about it in the garage sale. Yeah, that I wasn't was the ending. They they just drop it off at some lady's house. There you go. Yeah. It looked like she's, they're dropping donated, off like donated a, it. a retirement they, they village probably, or something. Probably put it up on Craigslist, and that was how they got rid of it. It makes you wonder, because I think if they took the head outside and it stayed in reality, it would do the same thing. It would eventually kill everyone. Well, that's why I liked it when she, she was smart enough to put it back in the dollhouse. Yeah. It was like, I liked the fact that this little girl was like, you know what, this is probably a bad idea, I'm going <laughs> to put you back in here. She should have burned it down. That, yeah, she, she wasn't smart enough to yeah. flush the head in the first place, but she was smart enough to put it back in the dollhouse because that's where all the nasty shit happened. And, yeah, so. Well, how far into your pipes would it just go and oh. blow your pipe apart? You'd probably show up in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> it's like, ooh! Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, it's a really simple... I wish every episode we watched of every one of these shows would keep it this simple and not be dumb because there are simple episodes we watched, like that Night Visions episode that was simple, yeah. but it was so stupid that none of us cared. <laughs> I feel like all of us have become sort of experts on judging short stories you know, and what they do with the time that's allotted and how they tell a story. Uh, we've, we've seen enough of them to know what we like and what we don't like. So, I've yeah. only done this several hundred times now. Yeah. 250 episodes of 12 episodes. You're the only human being that's probably seen every single anthology show ever made. No, no. But that's why I was excited close. that we were going to do this, because like I told you before, I love anthology yeah. movies and anthology shows, and uh, Creepshow is no exception. It, 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 it's giving me what I've been wanting for a while. Uh, if I was going to score the show so far, I'd give it a 10, but I think say this episode is probably about an 8 for me. I gave it an 8 as well. Yeah. So I'll, I'll so it's say it's a good score. Eight. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it enough to give it an eight. I, I think it's. I put it in my top tier bucket. It it was the first yeah. episode to enter the top tier bucket, other than the inside number nines. Yeah. But I also put uh, Tales from the Crypt uh, top billing, the the John Lovitz yeah. one, and I yeah. put um, Breakdown the original, and uh, a couple the, well, the one Outer Limits episode that we watched and liked the Six Finger. Yeah, that was a good one. And a couple mm-hmm. random episodes of Toast from the Crypt. Like, Yellow is on there, obviously. But there's only 11 Yellow episodes was, in there. Yellow was the best movie that didn't belong to a creep show. Yeah. I have more episodes in the bottom tier. Uh, and then even more in the middle tier. So since you guys didn't have to watch it last week, Blood Ride. The one that Dick chose. <sighs> I watched that episode. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this is a good chance. that I, Obviously, I'm not going to force you to watch it. But it did remind me of a lot of things. You know that uh, Adam Wing, Adam was it Wingard? Wingard, what's his name? Adam Wingard. Yeah, yeah. That, that movie he did. You're uh, uh, you're next. No, no, no. I think he did that one. Did, no, he maybe he, he just did recently that. did no, Kong did. versus uh, Godzilla. Yeah, but he did that. Uh, the guest, the guest. 
The guest. Yeah. I remember okay. visually how it's I've like all neon. It, heard of it. The guest is oh, awesome. I love the, love, I love the guest. The guest is awesome. Check it out. Yeah, the guest is great. You'll, you'll like it. You'll fall in love with Dan Stevens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's don't look don't look into the movie at all. Just watch it. It's yeah. not, it's not a yeah. horror movie at all. It's it's the a, less you know about it, yeah. the better because it surprises you the whole time. But uh, I love well, that. That's movie. what I like from a show, though. Something that doesn't make me bored. No, it's no, yeah, yeah. The, the guest is bored. Yeah. The guest is so much fun. It's so yeah, great. It's a fun movie more than anything. Yeah, I love but, that um, movie. It was great. But Blood Ride, it's a Norwegian show. But the only reason I'm bringing it up now is because visually it reminded me of that movie. It reminded me of the guest. It has that mm. um, neon lights everywhere, you know. Um, I'm trying to find a good spot here. But it's basically two, two new office workers, and then they hear about one woman who. Who tried to kill herself, and she's she's in a hospital, and she, they're trying to uncover this conspiracy within twenty minutes or twenty five minutes. So it felt like the most is rushed thing I've ever convention? fucking watched. Yeah, it's a furry thing, which is oh, disgusting. Wow. Look at this. Doesn't remind you of the guest, the, the party? Dick? No, it reminds me of The Shining. Oh. Lovely yeah, party, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? It has very it has the vibes of the guest. Yeah. absolutely. Well, there's a there's a Halloween party in the guest, and it's kind of like an '80s throwback stuff without being overly nostalgic '80s. It just kind of has like the music and the lights, um, and it kind of reminds me of this. But this is stupid. This is awful. It, it wasn't an awful episode, but parts of it I fucking hated. But mm-hmm. basically, they're trying to uncover this conspiracy within 20 minutes, and I'm like, this feels like I'm starting an episode seven of a limited series. So I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't know who these people are. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And it was just when you, boring. What you're saying is when you try to cram too much into too short yeah. of a time to the point where you just you checked out. You're you're, to, you're yeah. tuned out. They're trying to figure out who this who the killer is or cuz eventually someone shows up and blah blah blah. It's it's just I'm not even going into detail cuz it doesn't matter, but I was so bored. I did the commentary episode by myself. I, I barely spoke cuz I was so bored. And most of my <laughs> comments were I'm so bored. Please end. <laughs> the worst thing you could be is boring. I would rather be mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, we we we've seen some ones where we're just angry, but boy, it makes for some great entertainment afterwards, yeah. right? Because we just start. It usually starts with Dick. He gets pissed off, and then he starts ranting, and then we start ranting, and then it just kind of goes from there. Yeah. My I do a lot of. I used to do a lot of solo episodes of stuff, and then when I was angry, I would just like fucking, and I never, I wouldn't stop to take a breath. But this one, I'm just like, ah, no. And then some bitch goes upstairs, and then looking for, I don't know, I don't even care. That was me when I saw Black Christmas 2019. I, I I was recording onto my cell phone, and I had it attached to the the windshield, and I was talking while I was driving home. And then I got so mad and started ranting that I missed my turn. So I did a fucking U-turn and the phone fell off of the fucking window and it like stopped recording. Oh. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll record it when I get home. So I had to go <laughs> home and rant about it all over again. So I ranted twice in one night about the same movie. That's how pissed off I was when I saw it. I was like, what wow. did I just sit through? It keeps it keeps uh, popping up on my HBO Max. One of these days I might give it a Dick, watch. Just I've for never fun. wanted to walk out of a movie so hard <laughs> in my entire life. And I have actually walked out <clears> of movies. But I, t- I told myself, I'm like... If anybody's ever going to take me seriously as a movie critic, I have to sit through the worst of the worst. And I made myself sit through that. Yeah. And then I went from being angry to laughing at it hysterically by the, the last act. Because I'm like, this, it's they stupid. really are committed to this. Holy shit. I'm it's laughing. just yeah. stupid. It really is. It's, it's fucking insultingly dumb. Nobody defends it either. That's what's fun about it. Nobody defends that movie. Oh, I was looking up... Uh... Trivia for this, but there's not really that much. It's kind of mostly about the well, first. It's too oh, no. new of a show. Let's see. Here. Right uh, when you look at the reviews on this, most people like focus on the first episode as opposed to this one because it's the second part of the. It's hard for me to describe this because like an episode is two stories. So yeah. this is this is part two of the first episode. Most people focus on the part one, and the reason people focus more on the part <clears throat> one. Is the part one has the Chicken Man from uh, Breaking Bad in it? So, and Adrian Barbeau. So all the star power and all the special effects went into part one. The Chicken Man versus part two. Yeah, uh, G, uh, G, Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. Esposito. Yeah, I, I never pronounced his name properly. Yeah. I want to butcher it, so I just call him the ha- Chicken Man. He has a name that is so it flows uh, so Gus well. Gus Fring. Yeah, I'll his sit name there. Gus, the, I'll sit there by the myself. Name is Gus Fring. 
I'll be by myself just repeating his name in my head. Giancarlo huh. Esposito. It's he, perfect. He's a it's great perfect. actor. He's a fucking wonderful character actor, and I get excited. He always commits 150% to everything. And, and, and this, that episode was no exception to the rule. Uh, it's, it's, like I said, Adrian Barbo and uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in that one. So more people focus, the, focus their review on that more than this one. I don't give a kind shit about Adrian Barbo. Yeah. I don't know. What, I just don't care. I don't get it. She looks like Probably a man. She's, she's a man, baby. Movie. It's a throwback thing. So in the house, or sorry, in the segment House of the Head, the carpet in the dining area of the Evie's dollhouse is the same as the carpet from the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. Oh. Yeah, that orange cool. pattern, you know? Um, Neat. In the segment House of the Head, the ashtray on the table inside the dollhouse is the same one from the original Creep Show in the segment Father's Day. Oh, uh, it's my cake. Let's see here. Father's Day, and I want my cake. Yeah. You know, we never give our dad a cake on Father's Day, so... No. Fuck that episode. We're not breaking tradition. I won't give him a call. Why would I give him a cake? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we might give him a present and a car, but we don't do a cake. Okay. Uh, in the house of the head... I'll the, talk to my dad. In the house of the head, the outside of the Dow house is fashioned after Carrie White's house from Carrie. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm gonna That's pull why we, we, we were looking at it weird. Yeah, I'm pulling up images right now because I want to see that carpet. I thought the so rug. So see she what had I mean by by this show being like a, a total love letter to horror fans? It's like you pick up on things, uh, little little nods and references. And I I want to tell you I, I'm really excited because I want to tell you about a lot of the other references from the other shows, but I don't want to spoil them for you. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, I, I want to watch this show some more. I kind of dig oh, it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm into it. I want to. I kind of want to get shuttered just I, for this reason. I well, would honestly shudder for six bucks. Six bucks a month, you get so much content. It's not even funny. You get yeah, the Joe Bob show. You get the yeah. creep show. You got a good good selection of movies. Well, here's uh, a question, guys. Sometimes, yeah. It's do you great. do you guys want to do an every other for Inside Number Nine and Creep Show? Yeah. Okay. I can Why that. not? That'd be great. Yeah, I, I want to watch these, and I want to watch that. I fucking yeah, love both. I, yeah. yeah, fuck uh, the I, ball. I, fuck the ball, Spinner. Fuck the ball. You guys will be looking forward to this shit because I'm looking forward to Inside yeah. Number 9. I've seen all the creep shows, but I don't mind watching them again because they're fun to talk about. Yeah. I'm looking up what what carpet was it? Um, Evie's uh, dining area. Yeah, it's this one. Okay, it's really small. It's kind of hard to see, but here it is. I mean, it's like a one section of the pattern. Yeah, I see. I didn't. I wouldn't have noticed that if you hadn't yeah. said something. Because it's like if you blink, you miss it. You're focused on the figures, not the carpet. On the yeah. outside of it, I did kind of notice something was going on. I just, I was like, well, I, oh, never mind. Um, I mean, it probably would have been a little too on the nose if they'd have designed it after the Amityville house. I like the subtle references. You got to keep that shit. I'll stop sharing the screen so it don't get taken down. But um. yeah. But yeah, this show is full of subtle references. In my next, like when I buy a house and I have a real official office, I'm going to get some shiny carpet in here because I fucking love that movie and the carpet's awesome. Oh, I bet you cost you about $5,000 a square foot, though. Nah, you can find When you're it's watching like the show, carpet. Pay, when, they, when they pan over the comic book panels and in between the, the stories they have like the little ads and stuff like that, pay attention to those too because some of those ads are ads from original comic books, and also some of those ads are from things that have been in previous uh, versions of Creepshow. That's Carrie's house. They needed a little closet with the neon Jesus inside of it. Yeah. Your dirty pillows! (laughs) I can see your dirty pillows! Your breasts, Mama! Uh, Sizzy Spaceback is so gross. Sissy the two of them were fucking uh, wonderful in that oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. Holy yeah. shit, that she was is, good. She was like 40 years old, though, when she was playing that part. Yeah, she came on retirement to do that. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Sissy Spacek. <laughs> oh, Sissy Spacek being yeah. a teenager? Yeah, yeah. being a teenager. Yeah. She's like in her late 30s. <laughs> she's That's hilarious. She's really she, uh, good. Sorry, go ahead. No, no that's ahead, it. Dude. I was going to say, uh, Sissy Spacek is really good in the Stephen King uh Based, not he didn't write it, but uh, the Hulu the show, Castle, Ro- 
Castle Rock. Castle Rock. The first yeah, I want to see that show. She's really good. That's a show I want to watch. Yeah. Good. You know what I, w- I was going to buy on Blu-ray? I should have done it. They had Castle Rock Season 1 and The Outsider Season 1 on one uh, gift set. I should have bought it. Because those are two. The Outsider's a great show. What's Outsider? And, uh, uh, it's the show, Stephen King show on mm. HBO with Ben Mendelsohn. It's fucking great. Outsider. I do have, HB- I do have uh, HBO Max. So yeah, watch out. The, uh, watch The Outsider. What, um, what channel is the, oh, uh, the I know what you're talking Castle about. Rock on? What's that? Uh, Hulu. Oh, I have that too. I have to watch Hulu. both of those. Yeah, Castle yeah. Rock. But it's only, it only did two seasons. Because I, I got to confess, I watch so much old shit that it's refreshing to watch something new once in a while and yeah. actually like it. it. It's rare because a lot of new stuff just kind of, it starts off really strong and then it just kind of peters out after a while. Oh, yeah. But when you're watching something and you're like really into it, especially anthology stuff, oh, man, it's, it's fun. I look forward to those things. Huh. I haven't, oh, my God. Patty Considine is in Outsider. I'm going to watch it now. Yo, no, yeah, Pat Constantine's he's great. great. He, I love that guy. He's great. He plays a hick. He's wonderful. Clearly, I love Patty. Yeah, Pat Constantine's great. Yeah, he's in this yeah. one. He's he's amazing. You have a mustache. I know. I love what he does. The yeah comes back in the frame. <laughs> now, Outsiders great. Outsiders are a good show. Yeah, you'll like it. I think it's is. My favorite. I blew through him like in two days. Okay, now I want is to watch this. Is it just me or is Phoenix's camera coming in really laggy tonight? It's laggy. It's, it's because laggy. I'm it I'm like uploading I'm uploading uh, oh, okay. B Movie Battle on this computer, so my gotcha. upload that, speed that is explain. shot to shit. So sorry. Yeah. It's at forty seven percent after several several hours. You know what you remind me of? You reminded me of watching that Max episode Hedrick. where we're like watching the dolls move and then like they show away and they, that's what you look like. Like you look. No, you're you're unfriended. You're gonna get killed with it with a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfriended. God. Killed with a blender. Oh God! I saw that in the theater. Oh, you would you would uh. see something like that in the theater. Says that the guy is. who saw Black Christmas twenty nineteen. Exactly. Hey, I, Shit, I, I, I laughed for ninety minutes in a theater. The, oh. I, I watched the turning on HBO and I was like, "This is so fucking boring." How do you yeah, stay you awake guys, in the theater for that? I saw so many bad movies in twenty twenty before the pandemic hit. I saw The Turning, Doolittle, The Grudge, the remake of The Grudge. Yeah, oh, god, terrible. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. the Grudge so remake. Bad. All is, of those were so bad. The yeah. Grudge remake is never not on HBO. It's always <laughs> on one of the channels. That's the thing about HBO. They'll show the same You know same what pisses movie. me off yeah. about that Grudge remake is like any one of those ideas that they came up with in that movie could have been great if they would have fleshed out any one of them. But they didn't. They just had like a bunch of basic ideas that they did nothing with. It's not, To me, it feels like you took a season of a TV show and squeezed it down to a two-hour movie. Not even an hour said, Here 35. Hour forty, it, yeah, not even an hour thirty-five. It was yeah, so bad. I and I in thought fact, that when was... I saw that in the theater at the end, there was people in front of me, and they got up and they did this. What the fuck? Yeah, it, it just stood up and said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> they didn't even hold back on that one, man. And I thought that because I had this. I, it's it, you're you're right. It's it's everything condensed down. And you're like, oh, I watched a couple things. Okay, for to start off, I watched the new Grudge TV show on Netflix, and I was like, Ew. this is unwatchable. Oh, there is actually a TV show. It okay, is yeah. unwatchable. I was like, uh, I have no idea wow. where we are, when we are, why we are. And it's always... I like that Sarah Michelle Gellar movie, man. I do. And I, I like thought, that one, but I... I thought that one was way more streamlined. But then I went back yeah. after I watched the Grudge remake and and the TV show, and I went back and started watching the first three movies. They're all like that. They're all scattered and and back and forth in time. And I was like, I don't remember this being back and forth. But you have like Bill Pullman in the first one. His his flashbacks. Yeah, I remember Bill Pullman in the yeah. first one. Yeah. But it's like it's it is the same way where it's back and forth. The second one is the same way, and it's got like the girls. That's weird. I haven't watched building. it in a while. Maybe if I watch it now, I probably won't be able to tolerate it. Yeah. And the third one has that stupid surprise ending. I just remember always liking The Grudge more than The Ring. It's a lot better. It's stupid. Personal it's stupider, taste. but yeah. it's a lot better. They're they're all stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I went back and watched The Ring as well. Because they finished. Well, okay, go, oh. it, it, that goes back to the whole the rules thing. Because The Grudge yes. has no rules. That thing, Neither like, does the ring. 
It is so bad. The ring tries to have rules, but then by the third act, they're like, eh, fuck, it's a horror show. Just yeah. end this shit. Just do whatever. Well, don't, don't ever watch Rings. That's the worst movie ever oh, made. Oh, I saw it. Oh, I saw <laughs> that it. That was so bad. I saw oh Ring 2 God. in the theater, and then I saw Rings. But, oh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I saw Ring 1, Ring 2 in the theater. Yeah, I But at least, at least the first grudge movie, of the American one, has rules, and they follow it. And then it gets to the second yeah. one, and it follows the girl to a house and seeps in through the walls and make the, makes the neighbors crazy. And I'm like, now that we don't have any rules, all the rules are out the fucking window. You know what's weird, guys, is we, we live in a time now where there's so much good horror out there that's, like, brand new that, like, nobody hears about. And you watch, and you're like, oh, this is really good shit. Like, like It Follows is a perfect example. Yeah. That's a fucking great movie. I love that movie. I'm like, I did not expect that movie to be that good. And that's something that came out relatively recently. You know what I mean? So when you see stuff that's like really bad, you like notice it right away. Cause it's like your expectations have elevated. You, you, li- you live in a world where there's like all these really generic bad prequels and sequels to everything coming out and bad remakes. Oh, uh, no. Or it can be pretty good with a, a decent, with a really low budget, as long as it's got good writing. And like you said, established rules. Do you That's guys the stuff that we live for? Do you want to see what the rating is for IMDb for It Follows? You guys want to take a guess? It? Seven point four. Adam, like your 7. guess point zero. And then what? What's your rating for it? My rating for it would be about a nine point two. Dick, I'd probably give it an eight point five. I give it a ten. I fucking love that movie. I That's really a great do. Movie. Love it, but. So you see my 10, and then 6.8. Wow. You know why? Because it doesn't have the spooky spooky. It's too intelligent for people. Don't take my spooky spooky away from me. <laughs> that that movie is not only terrifying, it also has allegories in it that work. That absolutely fucking work. They're paid off, and they're set up and paid off properly. I like, think it's I think it's creepier when uh, the guy's just standing there staring at her, and she's just yeah. like... And that's it. That's all that happens. A lot of I think good carpenter stares in that I one. think that's yep. creepier than like, stop. Right. It's like irritating. Especially when jump scares have been done to death. Honestly, it's like, like the creepy stare from a, from a distance is more frightening to me than booga, 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 booga. Yeah. It, or the every uh, paranormal activity. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end. Or <laughs> let's take out a few frames of a fucking shot so we can yeah. make do that jerky thing that they did from uh, The Ring and Grudge and everything oh, else. Oh, that started with a 13 Ghost. Oh. No, that was, that was uh, I would that say, Jacob's, Jacob's Ladder was the first to do that. Oh, really? But it wasn't. I think so. But they it was did that, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't yeah. the start of the trend is what I'm saying. No, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, it's been around, but yeah, I think it became they... a it became a trope. It's kind of like when the when Matrix did Bullet Time, then fucking yeah. everybody was copying it for like a decade. Oh, God, yeah, I hate that era. <sighs> Make sure where you can't watch anything that came out after Matrix, like for like the first what? five years of the two thousands. Yeah, like, nope, I can't watch that. It's going to be I, full of Bullet Time. I feel like the aughts, the two thousands to two thousand ten, some of the worst movies ever made in that period. Yes. Like yeah. honestly, yes. really bad nothing. Stuff. Nothing great has come out of Hollywood it's, it's, in the last it's gonna 20 years. It's going to be a years. really short list. It's going to be Donnie Darko and then everything else. <laughs> I think it's amazing that you can watch a movie from 2000 and it looks like you made it last week, but you watch a movie from yeah. 2005 and it looks like it's from 1992. Yeah, it's, it's so weird, fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. It's like they regressed for a little while. Yeah. We had like three years there in the in the early aughts where it was really fucking dated. Like, su- super specific on the music, and they all did the same everything thing. Everything was super trendy. Yeah, everything oh. had a lot of that, like, fucking techno metal shit. Like, <clears throat> yeah. it, was, it was either new metal or techno or both. Anyway, um, House of the Head, solid episode, gave it an 8. Really enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to future episodes, which we will switch out with uh, Inside Number 9. Sounds good. Speaking yeah, of which, creep show, creep show is a real deal. I'll stand behind it. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to new episodes from the new <clears> season. Um, <throat> I'm looking forward to reviewing it with you guys too, because these are going to be fun as hell to talk about. I I will say I did you a favor because when we found out we couldn't do Blood Ride, you were pitching for a creep show episode, and I was like, no, no, we. I was, wasn't I? We'll yeah. do it for Inside Number Nine, and then I'll pick an episode. And I was like, 
You know what? I'll give Adam a favor here. I'll, I'll pick a creep show episode. We can do it together. I appreciate it, but you know yeah. what? I, I you didn't you didn't disappoint me though because Inside Number Nine is my other favorite newer show yeah. that's on. Oh, they're uh, they're so vastly different, but they're all you need is quality, and both of these shows so far. They're advertised as a as a black comedy, and we love that kind of stuff. The yeah. three of us, we, we love those kind of clearly, stories. The so. British comedy too, fucking love it. And yeah. British dark comedy is is the the top of it, as oh, good as it gets. Seriously, it's. Yeah, I love it because they're making. They usually make fun of the project that they're doing within the project, which is a very close second. Australian black comedy is pretty yeah. fucking good too. I've and seen it, some good stuff come out of Australia. It and took them don't a while. sleep on New Zealand. New Zealand is made yeah, some yeah. fucking clever God ass damn. fucking movies. Uh, what we do in the shadows is so fucking funny. Yeah. What we do in the shadows oh. is wonderful, and Housebound is another one of my. Oh favorites. yeah, Housebound's good too. Hurt. Yeah, Housebound's a great time. Proposition is great. That's Australian, yeah. but. Um, yeah, they, the Babadook. Babadook's good. Um, Babadook. Yeah, there's a lot of great movies down there, and uh, also, uh, what's the one with Robert Pattinson, the Australian one that did good the Rover? Times. The Rover. That's a good one. High Times. Oh, the Rover's good. Rover's good. Um, the Rover's very good. Yeah. Rover and the Proposition. I fucking love. I want to watch them again. Yeah, that's a good movies. But um, Proposition, he jumps out of a dead horse and surprises the character. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> God, watch the Proposition. Anyway. Um, so let me go over in the next few weeks of the show because we do have a lot going on. Um, so obviously we finished up Creep Show. So next week we're doing uh, Adam's pick for whatever the fuck he wants to watch. He chose Friday the 13th, the series, 112, Faith Healer. And then, Directed by uh, David Cronenberg. Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay. And one of the few Cronenberg things I will have watched. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've seen three of his movies, I think. That's it. I've seen a lot. Let me guess. Videodrome, The Fly, and no. something else. I saw no. The Fly. I saw the two movies he did with Viggo Mortensen. So, History of Violence oh, that's and right. yeah, Eastern we Promises. Last week, yeah. And then I watched uh, Map, Map to the Stars, and it's fucking awful. It is so bad. I've seen what The Fly, Videodrome, Scanner. Videodrome is one of those ones that gets really high praise. It does nothing for me. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I want to like yeah. it. It just... It's, one of those is just I I'm I don't get it. I just I, I, I I'm like trying, James, maybe I'm trying too hard to get it. I, I like James Wood's performance. In I it, do and, too. And the, yeah. the gore effects and that's about it. Everything else is mid whatever. Do you see his but, dong? Uh, which one? Do you see his dong in Video Drum? No, I don't. I don't no. think you do. You do but see his sh- vagina. Yeah, he has a he has a, a vagina and he fucks it with a gun. That's he has a cool. VCR yeah. vagina. This is why I don't he has like a VCR vagina on his belly and he fucks yeah. it with a gun. That's pretty I have no up. interest in Cronenberg outside of his two movies that have nothing to do with his weird sci-fi bullshit. Well, he, it's he, like he that, does a pretty um, good job. He does a pretty good job with the Friday the Thirteenth. Michael yeah. Michael Ironside said it best because he said um, in an interview somewhere he goes, um, <clears throat> "I worked with David Cronenberg on Scanners." And so I wanted to talk to him one day. And so he goes, I, I noticed the crew would never talk to David. And I was like, well, that's kind of odd. So he goes, I kind of want to see what's going on here. Why did they not ignore him? And so he went over to talk to David Cronenberg. He goes, I had a dream last night that my wife ate me alive as a grasshopper. And, David, and Michael Eisenhower was like, turned around and left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny shit. That's why. I okay. just, funny you said Michael Ironside. For some reason, I watched uh, Starship Troopers a couple oh, of days ago. I, I wanted to test out a new set of headphones I got for my Xbox. Ooh. And I put on Starship Troopers because I had 7.1 surround uh, Atmos. And uh, I forgot how good he is in that fucking movie. He, he he absolutely steals that fucking movie from everybody. Yeah, he's great. The man cannot keep Michael both. Michael Ironside's his, a badass. He cannot keep both his hands throughout a movie. <laughs> Especially no. a Paul Verhoeven movie. <laughs> or Machinist. Nope. That's true, yeah. Machinist is in too. Yeah, he loses his hands uh, all the time. I forgot he was in that. He was in V. Uh, at the, yeah. I, I got the I got the V, the, the miniseries on okay. DVD. Fucking let love that. Me, let me finish up the schedule. Um, week after that, on May 5th, we're doing Amazing Stories. This Dick's, it's our dick pick week. Yeah. 116, Gather Ye Acorns. Gather Ye Acorns. I'm excited for that one. After that, on 519, we're taking a week off because I will be in Hawaii. Uh, we uh, I, I chose no f- funeral. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, God, I feel like I <laughs> yeah. It's it sounds. He fancy. says Hawaii, and I'm like, oh, cool, and it's like, oh no. shit. My first time going there it has to be for a fucking funeral because their dad passed away. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. <sighs> but anyway, um, I I chose an inside number nine episode, and then I realized I don't have this episode, and I can't find it anywhere. And I finally located it after days of searching. 
do not look up any information on this. I, I, I implore you. I unfortunately did, and I regret it. But also, I am I'm curious as hell about it because it's really meta. It's it's a it was a live episode. It's episode five hundred, five, season five. It's not part of the official show, so it's like before. You know how they do that thing where it's like a between seasons. So it's episode five zero zero. It's called Deadline. I'm looking Ooh, forward cool. to watching it. Please do not look up any information on it. Mm-hmm. Um, week after that, um, we'll go back to me on the bingo hopper. Unfortunately. You son of a bitch. The bingo hopper's evil. But I can't say that about uh, Creep Show because you pick so many episodes with that bingo hopper. No one show can have that many bad episodes and no. get a passing grade. That's well, all there is to it. <laughs> the bingo hopper sucks, but also it found us inside number nine. So It's true. You yeah. know. That that one hasn't let us down yet. Yeah, we're, and that, we're and that very show, enthusiastic about that. It's one. so good; it made all those terrible episodes we watch worth it to me. It really yeah. did. Yeah. It, it's yeah. like the weight it the did. weight was worth it. <laughs> it's in Inside Our Nine was so good that we I changed the way we're doing the show, the, the the how we're choosing. That's how good it was, and I'm like, I gotta watch more of this. Need you something to look forward to. Yeah. I wanted to sit down and watch them all, but I don't want to because I want to watch them fresh with you guys. So you, you gotta admit it's it's a little more exciting than. Suspense. Oh God. Suspense. Yeah, can't do it. But I do have like a short <laughs> list of of Inside Number Nine episodes to watch, and I'm kind. Of, I put a thing on Twitter asking what people want to watch, want us to watch. Kind of waiting to hear back on that. Um, Alcoa Dinner Theater. Alcoa Goodyear Theater. Anyway, um, <laughs> I can't. I, uh, that fucking show's awful. Just awful. So let's get out of so here, guys. Them fatales. That show's awful. Too. Yeah, but at least that was entertainingly bad. Although, to be <laughs> fair, we've only watched one. So I can't judge a whole show based on one episode. I think that's how every show is going to be. It's not a good introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that was probably one of the better ones. Oof. Yeah, Oof. I do want to watch that Oof. one I call, I found called Bad Science because she travels to an alternate reality or something. Oh, <laughs> But I don't want to pay for it, so I'm never going to watch it unless we unless we draw it. <laughs> but um, anyway, guys, LIWstudios.com for me, LIW Anthology Pod on Twitter, LIWTZ Review for our Twilight Zone show, at Phoenix West at LIW Studios. Adam? RaidersLostFlicks.com for me. Uh, if it's a bad movie, we want to know about it. We like telling you about it. I like it when you tell me about bad movies. Hit me up on Twitter, Raiders underscore O-T-L-F. Dick, dick, it. Dick wants to pitch the LAW John Carpenter Review. A great podcast. It's a good show. It's up next. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about, va- uh, no, Cigarette Burns in a moment. Norman here. Reedus Burns. I think I just shot my load there by telling you what I pick for next week. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, but Cigarette Burns is next on the live stream, on the podcast. It's a whole different podcast. Go check out LAW John Carpenter Review. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Adam Wilcox. Dick, Dick, so long, citizen. So long, guys. So long, creep show. I appreciate you. You are appreciated. I appreciate you. The show has a seven point one on IMDb with <clears> forty four hundred. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. Ending podcast now. <laughs>